All right, continuing to watch what's unfolding in our nation's capital right now, and it's been, uh, well, it's been quite a day. Um, Police in Ottawa moving in to deal with the situation that's been ongoing for three full weeks now. To this point, we're being told about 15 people arrested so far today. A few trucks have been moved, but hundreds remain. I've seen uh, some footage of... Uh, police basically in a standoff with a line of protesters outside of the Weston Hotel, uh, and that escalated to some pushing and shoving, and one uh, protester was thrown to the ground and taken away and arrested. So uh, there has been confrontation. It has not been 100% peaceful in wrapping this up, and we'll have to wait and see how it goes because there are still hundreds and hundreds of police officers, some of them on horseback, all kinds of vehicles, and there's the trucks to deal with, and as they move closer to the trucks, the horns start up. Those trucks aren't empty. There's people in a lot of them. And a really troubling tweet from Ottawa police came out about a half an hour ago saying that uh, the protesters have put children in between the police operation and the active protest area. They say that the children will be taken to a safe place. So um, that's obviously very concerning. But what is it like trying to deal with a situation like this? And I think part of the consideration for Ottawa police right now today is we got to do this, but we don't want this to turn into something that we can no longer control. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're keeping their cool. I don't know how they're managing to do this, but let's chat now with Howard Ramos, who's a professor and chair at the Department of Sociology at Western University and an expert in the policing of protests. He joins us now. Um, Mr. Ramos, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Well, my pleasure. Good morning. I imagine you, like many people, keeping a close eye on what's happening in our nation's capital. It all seemed to start last night. Some of the organizers were arrested, and then things got quiet for a while. But this morning, things seem to have been fairly directed and determined that this is going to end today. Yes, it appears that the police are now moving in, and it's evolving as we speak. Uh, The police have begun to close in in using uh, a formation. Uh, There's been some pushing and shoving uh, in front of the the Weston Hotel, Uh, and and it's alarming to see that there's a a kind of entrenching of the protesters at this point and and using children as human shields, which is something that's really unprecedented in Canada. Yeah, that's very disturbing. We'll keep an eye on that throughout the day. That's the latest from Ottawa Police. But let's back up a little bit here before today. With what took as long as it did in the situation that we saw, and there's a lot of criticism around police. As somebody who studies policing around protests, what are your thoughts on what we saw in Ottawa over the past three weeks that led us to this point we're at today? Well, I think that it's really important to take a step back and look at other protests when we take a look at how long it's taken police to intervene in the way that they're intervening. If you look at the Ferry Creek protests or the Wet'suwin, uh, there was a measured and, and prolonged uh, and measured kind of uh, uh, waiting out of the protesters, um, in both cases, uh, months if not years, uh, before the police came in in a, in a heavy-handed way. Uh, so having this kind of period of making sure that the police have sufficient numbers and personnel is not uncommon. And uh, when you look at even something like the Tyendinaga protests in 2019 of the rail blockage of the CN rails, it was about two weeks before the RCMP moved in uh, with heavier tactical operations. So it's not uncommon for police to take this approach. What 
is different in this protest are some of the divisions we've seen within the Ottawa police service yeah. uh, where the rank and file weren't following the command of uh, chief slowly uh, in, in the way that he was articulating it, as, as well as some of the images we see in social media of OPP, which are the provincial police, uh, praising some of the protesters en route, uh, and some of the images we see of even uh, protesters in police cruisers. That's not very common and, and is uh, not normal policing. So... And as you say, I think a lot of it was sort of waiting and sorting out the internal politics around the Ottawa police force and waiting for reinforcements. And And I've heard from reporters today that there's police officers from as far away as Vancouver uh, in Ottawa today, and they have huge numbers. Uh, there's just hundreds of officers there. So this, what's happening today and what we've seen today, obviously a lot of planning. How long have they been working on this with, with checkpoints and, pe- and reinforcements? I mean, this is a major operation, right? This is a very big operation, and uh, it is drawing on police forces from different provinces and different cities. And uh, really, it's important to take into consideration that in order to exert this kind of operation, the police need to outnumber the protesters. Otherwise, it's not going to be successful. And uh, I I don't know yet how many numbers are involved, but this is probably one of the bigger police operations we've uh, seen in Canada. And and it's also the first time we've seen the use of the Emergency Act as a mechanism to try and coordinate. What do we know about how these kinds of operations unfold and what the considerations are and what kind of planning would have gone into it? Like, what would be the focus today? Because it looks like they're being very slow, very methodical, and it looks like they're really trying to avoid escalation almost as much as they are looking to end it. Well, modern police tactics tend to try and focus on de-escalation when possible. And you can see that, uh, for example, in Emerson, Manitoba, where the RCMP tried to de-escalate over moving in with force. Uh, You can even see that in Coots, uh, Alberta, where the police RCMP moved in quickly, uh, but then retreated after uh, a car rammed through uh, their efforts. And and then they waited for reinforcements. And and same with the Ambassador Bridge, where you see um, a measured account. Um, But what we're going to see today in in Ottawa is once that measured uh, account uh, fails, uh, the pressure increases and, and heavier tactics are used. Uh, and you can see in the Ottawa operation that they first tried to cut off the leadership or whatever leadership they could cut off. They put up fences to try and corral folks. They've brought in with warning uh, an opportunity to leave, and now they're coming in with a heavier hand. And there's no turning back, obviously, if you're police. Once you start with this kind of an operation, you have to see it through. I do not see this uh, stopping. Uh, It may take more than today. Um, But one of the things that are also quite concerned about uh, is the protesters have a number of people with military and police backgrounds uh, that are helping organize. And when you look at the organization and the discipline of the protesters, uh, this is a quite organized effort. And as that becomes the case, uh, there are concerns with the links to extremist groups uh, that it could get ugly and there's plenty of fuel and and vehicles and it's unknown what's inside the vehicles. So police are being cautious, which... is important to do and it takes due diligence especially in an urban core something that people often don't take into account is it's very different to try and clear people in emerson or coots which are highways in in surrounded by open fields it's a very different thing in the urban core of a city where people can duck into buildings they can go into underground pathways it's a very different environment and a much more difficult uh, policing operation. And not to mention there's thousands of civilians in the area that live there as well. That has to be a consideration too. 
Oh, for sure. If you look at the red zone, uh, there are apartment buildings yeah. and hotels that are within that red zone. And, and this is also part of what the police are taking into account. Uh, it's hard to tell what, where this will go at this point. Um, it definitely seems to be escalating by the minute. Uh, and, and hopefully this can resolve uh, as peacefully as possible. Yeah, I think we're all going to be watching and, and hoping the same thing. Um, thank you so much for your time today, uh, Mr. Ramos. I appreciate you joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much. That is Howard Ramos, who is a professor and chair of the Department of Sociology at Western University. He's an expert in the policing of protests.